Welcome back to another episode of Self-Care and Chill with Maui, everybody's favorite relationship podcast. And I don't want to toot my own horn, but if the horn is there and it needs a little toot and then you already know I'm going to do the job. I don't know if y'all freaking see me post this on social media, but I looked at Apple's top relationship podcast and we were number 26. Okay, so make sure that y'all keep tuning in, keep sending it to y'all friends, keep sharing it, subscribe and leaving the comments and reviews and all of that good stuff. Um, my sister was like, do you get paid like from Apple, like for being in the top? I said, no, it just makes me feel warm and tingly inside. I don't really get any incentives, but it's OK because it just makes me feel good. OK, so what's been going on with me? I've been planning my boyfriend's mom birthday party. She's turning 65. I've been planning the birthday for my son. He is turning nine. Um, I started Pilates. I'm a Pilates hottie. Um, yes. I feel like if anybody listening and you have been really insecure after having a baby because you feel like your skin is loose or your stomach isn't tight and it's not flat. Oh my gosh. The Pilates workout is not super like intensive and hard, but you feel your core being worked out so much. So I, if you see me post my new picture on social media when I went out with my boyfriend, then you see that I lost a lot of weight since having a baby. Like I'm under my pre-baby weight, which I'm really proud of because I've been eating healthier, like walking with the baby every day, really just staying active. And I only was doing it not because like I was creating unrealistic expectations. I'm still giving myself grace because I had a baby. I'm still being kind and gentle with myself. But I was using the being active as a way of therapy for me, as a way to just relax and unwind and just get fresh air and to take my mind off all the stuff I got to do every single day. The working out, the walking, it was just like therapeutic to me, making me feel good. It's even better now that I bought me some headphones from five and below. Okay. But all of those things have been making me feel so good. And to see me looking better and feeling better in clothes is just a chef's kiss. It just makes me feel wonderful. So I say that to say, don't forget to pour into yourself and do things that make you feel good. I feel like the the people around you can even feel the new energy of you really feeling yourself. Like, I just feel like I look good as shit. Okay. So another thing that's been going on is I tried to surprise my boyfriend with um, tickets to the Kevin Hart comedy show. I ended up telling him and I tried to vlog it for y'all. I couldn't vlog because they t- took the phones the moment that we got into the Wells Fargo Center. One thing I will say is I really can't stand the fact that I can't surprise people. Every time I have something or I buy somebody something and I feel like I know that you're really going to like it, I don't know what it is inside of me that I just feel like, oh my gosh, I just can't wait to see their reaction. I just can't wait for them to find out. I just need to give it to them right now. That makes me so freaking mad. I really don't like that. I feel like that is a big red flag for myself. Why can't I keep a gut? damn secret and surprise somebody like why can't I just freaking execute it the way it needs to be executed long story short every single day I was asking my man where do you think we going on Friday where do you think we going on Friday where do you think we going oh my gosh and then eventually I just told him because I couldn't even hold it in no more oh my gosh so disappointed in me myself definitely going to try to surprise him again in a couple months or something I guess um other than that yeah, if you're listening right now, the softest life is having a 30% off sale. If you use soft girl, orders are shipping out this week. 
All my books are restocked on my, all my relationship books are restocked on Maui the Writer website. Other than that, I really ain't been doing nothing. I've just been being a mom, trying to be consistent. Make sure y'all tune into my YouTube and y'all subscribe to the YouTube because I've been really doing a good job with that. And a YouTube will be dropping today. I've been making sure I've been dropping a podcast on Mondays and Sundays or Mondays and dropping a YouTube video on Sundays and Mondays. So make sure y'all go on over there and check it out and subscribe. And the questions that y'all been sending in on advice have been answered on the YouTube. So today's topic is, drum roll please. I wish we had a drum roll to sound effect. We need to work on it, okay? Today's topic is we were on a break, okay? So it literally hurts my heart for the girls, the guys, the fluid people, everybody that's listening, I don't freaking know. When they make excuses for people's behavior because, oh, we was on, we were on a break, so I posted this on social media and people were like, people, some people were like, oh, well, there's no rules. Y'all was on a break. It's rules. Whatever I say it's rules because this is our relationship. If y'all want to create rules on y'all break, it's y'all relationship. Why are people acting like, well, we can't, we can do whatever we want. We're on a break. We can do whatever we decide to do on our break. So a couple things, I believe in breaks, but I also know my partner. Like, I know if me and my partner took a break, my partner would probably genuinely be trying to get his shit together. Whereas though I've been in other relationships, whereas though I know that my, the person I'm with want to take a break so that they could go be sneaky or they could go cheat. My problem is, this is what I feel like some people do in relationships when they take a break with y'all and they know how much you love and care about them and they play on your emotions. They know that they don't want to be with you. They know that they're done with the relationship. They don't want to be there. They say break because they want to let you down a little bit easier but I feel like the break keeps you hopeful. It keeps you hopeful. It keeps you hopeful that we're going to get back together or it's going to work out. And when they don't, that shit hurt even more. So my problem with the breaks is when people aren't clear on their intentions and being honest, saying what it really is. So now we got you that your man just took a break with you. You miss him. You love him. You've been crying. You're depressed. Every time you talk to him, you ask him when we get back together. I miss you so much. He knows he's not getting back to you. He knows he's already talking to three other girls. He knows he's been doing whatever he want to do. He's still been calling you here and there. And he only calling you here and there just because you be blowing up his phone so much, texting him so much, and it's overwhelming. But he knows he's done with the relationship. My problem is when people aren't honest, clear on their intentions, and they're leading the other person on think, to be hopeful, to think that they're going to get back together. Okay. Another thing I be having about another issue I have about the breaks is you only are taking a break because you want to cheat. Like that's not a break. That's really you just want you you really just can't resist the urge to do what you want to do. And that's it. You can't resist the urge to do what you want to do and you done found a way to go do it. But but to say I need to go work on myself, I need to just say that you want to have sex with other people. Just say that you bored or you horny or you so controlled by your lust that you want to go out there saying that the grass is greener on the other side. Or you want somebody to go stroke your ego. But to go, to, to just leave out of the relationship and ain't nobody do nothing to you, to go, no, absolutely not. That's why when I made the post, if somebody, the moment that y'all have an issue or y'all break up, somebody could go run to another person, let them stay where they at. If the moment that me and my man have an issue and his idea is to go run to another female or to go be with another woman, he needs to go stay there. He needs to go pack his bags and he needs to go move in with her and get the electric in his name and live there. 
That's what he needs to do. I think that's the best advice I could give him. If that's the way you want to move, if that's the way you want to treat me, and you think that this is a great idea, pack your stuff up and go transfer that electric and get name over there. Because that's where you live. You live over there with them now. You live with that lady. I'm not trying to hear nothing about, oh, he gave me an STD, but we was on a break. Y'all letting these men come back with babies on a break. And this is no shade to nobody else. I seen somebody... um leave a review on my podcast saying it's very triggering and it's so aggressive and the message is lost because how she talks to people. I said, Oh my gosh, because I leave a disclaimer on a podcast like that is like really kind of unfiltered, brutally honest truth. But I know that sometimes my advice literally be hurting people feelings and it's not intentionally, but it really be because the shoe is fitting. But because I'm not apologizing for that. I'm not apologizing because my podcast is a quiet, it's a quiet taste. It's not for everybody. It's nicer podcast. But I don't be on here trying to make y'all feel bad about the decisions that y'all make. I literally just be wanting y'all to self-reflect and to tap into your, into, tap into a higher level of bad bitch and ask myself, why would I be even tolerating somebody like this? Why would I even want to be with him at the, the, the shit that he did to me? It's not to say, oh, you let him do that? You're so dumb or you're so naive. No, I'll never call nobody no names or make nobody feel like that. I want to know what you being so smart, beautiful, educated, having all your own stuff, being so nice and so loving and caring and affectionate. Why the hell you going to let somebody treat you like that? That's what I be wanting to do. Because I feel like sometimes we are literally forgetting the things that we bring to the table because we so busy putting somebody else on a pedestal. We so busy trying to stroke his ego, make him feel good, make him feel valuable and loved and stuff like that, that we forget that, uh-uh, I don't even feel the same. He don't even make me feel that way. I'm valuable too. I want my ego stroked. I want compliments. I want people to, listen, I want people to be folk talking about the good things that I do for him. I want to feel appreciated. I want to feel considered. I want to feel seen. I want to feel loved. He get mad at me. He taking a break. He got an attitude or he don't like confrontation or he can't communicate properly. Now we breaking up. I express or say how I feel. He don't want to talk to me no more. Now he ignoring my phone calls. He won't text me back. People are playing on the fact that they know that you love them so much and using it to their advantage. And it's hurting your feelings. Now you can't even freaking think for the rest of the day. You at work don't even want to be there. You ready to go home. You trying to leave work early because he done stressed you out at your job, child. You in the bathroom crying. And he know how much, he know what he doing. He know how much you care about him. He, she, whatever. Whoever you in a relationship with, I don't know. Y'all letting these men come back, bring you back STDs and babies off their break. Still come back, can't even communicate. He was supposed to be, he was supposed to be learning stuff about himself. He come back from the great break. He still don't know how to communicate properly. He ain't learned nothing. And it wasn't no repercussions for anything that he did. He come back and you just so happy to be back in a relationship with him that you over there cooking and sucking and doing everything that you was before. So it was it was a break to you, but it was a vacation for him. He went out and did everything he wanted to do and came back to the house with a woman that loves him and would do anything for him. And you ain't even shit. You was on a break and you stayed in the house sad the whole time. He was partying and doing what he wanted to do. And I'm not saying you got to match his energy and do what he doing. But and then listen, when you know people out here choosing themselves. Don't you feel guilty about choosing you? Because when them other people got the option to make a choice, they choosing themselves. They choosing themselves and ain't considering nobody feelings about it, okay? So I seen somebody send me a message saying, I need a clear understanding on what is cheating. 
let's go word for word for exactly what the message said, because I'm going to be answering one question from the podcast page today. And one thing I will say is we all know what cheating is. That's what I want to say. We all know what cheating is. Certain people might consider certain things may not be cheating, but the basis, the basic things we know what cheating is. Now, if you want to act like you don't know what cheating is because you want to take somebody back, let's stop it. Let's stop it. Because I feel like that's what this question is. I love you, girl. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. But we got to be conscious of when we making excuses for ourselves because we want to take somebody back after what they did. Okay. So listening to the podcast, he cheated and I'm staying. I have a similar situation to what you were speaking on because I did get cheated on and I stayed. But what I want to know is what exactly is classified classified as cheating? Is it just being intimate and having sex with other people that is classified as cheating? Or is texting and talking to other people that aren't genuine friends also classified as cheating? Because I'm at a standstill on what I choose to do in my relationship. For one, I do not want my opinion to be based off what you I don't want you to base what you're going to do off your relationship with my opinion. That's for one. Because what you can what you can tolerate in a relationship is different than what I can tolerate. What your standards are are different from my standards. What you accept is going to be different from what I ex- ex- accept. And that's why it's so important in who you take advice from. Because people speak from, people give advice based off their own standards. When I'm on here giving y'all advice, I'm giving y'all more of a general advice. That's why I made the podcast so he cheated and I'm staying. And people were like, Molly, why are you telling people what to do instead of telling people to leave? And I said, well, because I know everybody's not leaving. Why would I be doing it? Why would I be telling everybody to leave when I know everybody's not? So since they're going to stay, let me tell you what to do if you're going to stay. So I, we know that sexual intercourse is cheating. That's for one. But let's talk about emotional cheating. Okay. Which I feel like is a little bit more stingy. I feel like it stings a little bit more than a physical cheat. And I'm going to tell you why. Because we hear people say all the time that men can cheat and still love their partner. We got this low, we got this low, we set the bar in hell when it comes to men and our expectations for them. Like we're not expecting them to be faithful and stuff like that. Oh, we know all men going to cheat. Oh, he was just out with the guys in Vegas and he had sex with a girl one time. It didn't mean anything. We know that men are able to have sex and it not mean anything with no emotions and ch- attached, right? Okay. okay, we know that. Now these text messages, not just for you, but when we catch people emotionally cheating, like going out of your way, like having phone calls, regardless, the texting people that's not your partner. We know that we built, we gotta build some type of rapport so that we can have sex with them. So let's, we know why we texting these people. We know if I see my man texting a female. How was your day? What you doing? I know that he's building this up so that eventually they can meet up. They can have sex. It ain't because he wanted text, buddy. That's not what he's doing. He's not looking for a phone partner, a pen pal. My problem is it's a lot of people that's in relationships with somebody, whether you got, whether you caught your partner, that's a man or a woman texting somebody else. I feel like what bothered me the most is a lot of these people don't even talk to y'all. You in a relationship with somebody that don't even really have a good conversation with you or really have anything to say to you on a day-to-day basis. I'm over here begging you to communicate, begging you to talk to me, begging you to freaking start being affectionate and vulnerable. And then I go through your phone and see that you're giving all of this to a stranger. That you're communicating properly with a stranger. The stranger is getting, oh, how was your day? Did you eat? 
What did you eat for breakfast? How you feeling today? Like you're going out your way to get to know and build with them all because you probably want to have sex. And then I'm getting ignored at home. And you feel like I'm, I'm at home and I'm always nagging and I'm complaining. But people feel energy. Your partner can feel that you always up in that phone. You're not paying them no mind because you're so focused on who you're texting or who you're talking to. Cheating to me is doing anything behind my back that you couldn't do in my face. If you wouldn't do it in my face and you feel the need to be sneaky. So if you in your phone deleting text messages and calls and stuff like that, you cheating. You cheating on me. You being sneaky. You're, but at that point, you you emotionally cheating. Because you're building some type of, you're trying to build some type of emotional connection with somebody that's outside of your partner. And whatever it is that you're looking for them to feel, whether it's to stroke your ego, whether it's to make you feel good or noticed or appreciated. If my if your problem was truly with me, and I say this all the time for the cheaters, if you didn't want to cheat and the issue that you had was really with me, you would have came to me. You would have came to me and said, babe, I feel like we don't really be having no deep conversations. Like I, I feel like our relationship need more substance. I feel like I've been bored in a relationship lately. Maybe we need to start having more fun going out, getting dressed up. Babe, I feel like I'm not really like excited sexually. I don't feel like I've been really getting pleased. Maybe we should try some new positions. If your problem or your issue was truly with me, you would have came to me. Like, let's not act naive. We in relationships with people who love us and would do anything for us. So the fact that you feel like you can't tell this person what was bothering you is an excuse. And unfortunately, a lot of us women would willingly do things to change and make ourselves better for our partner. We be loving our man so much that if they told us it was an issue, we would try to fix it. So let's not pretend that you couldn't tell me. You might be able to use the excuse while you always getting defensive. And that might be true for some people. But it don't take away the fact that that person will still hear you. If you said to your partner, I haven't been satisfied sexually. She might get defensive, like, what the F you mean you ain't been satisfied sexually when I'm out here popping it back for you all week? Yes, she might get defensive. But she still heard you. We still heard what you said, and that's still going to be in the back of our mind. So at the end of the day, you texting some, your partner is texting somebody because that's what they want to do. So before I started the podcast today, I had asked my partner, what would be a reason that a man cheat? To see what he was going to say. And he, I was looking at him like, choose your answer wisely. Only because I seen this question and I wanted to hear his perspective. And he said, I guess being horny or bored. I said, oh, okay. Horny or bored. This is crazy. This is what he said out of his own mouth. Horny or bored. My man not a cheater though. So I said, you can't find it. You can't, y'all can't find nothing else to do when y'all bored. Like doing something around this house. Y'all want to wash those dishes, vacuum, maybe wipe the baseboards down. You bored, so the first thing that you think, like, damn, I'm so bored. Let me go fuck somebody. What the hell? I ain't got nothing better to do. You know what? Let me text this girl. This is ridiculous. The standard, that's what I consider cheating. You, Whatever you're doing, if you couldn't do it in front of my face and you feel the need to do it behind my back, then you're cheating. Whether it's intimately, physically, emotionally, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it, you do it with a bet. So the next thing is the next question somebody sent was, why do why do guys feel the need? Let me see. Why do guys feel the need to be super 
Yeah, why do men put forth the effort to be in a relationship but aren't ready to be exclusive? I also asked my man this. This man going to say, maybe I was just being nice. I said, what? He said, maybe I'm just being nice. And I sat there and I pondered on it for a minute. When we say and we think like, well, he put all this effort to be in a relationship with me and he doesn't want to be in a relationship. (laughs) Is he putting an effort to be in a relationship or is he just a nice guy being nice? When I met my man and the fact that he said this, the, the fact that my man said this is no surprise to me because he's genuinely, he's genuinely a nice guy. Okay. And prior to me, he talked to a bunch of women, but wasn't really, wasn't in many relationships. Okay. Um, and I know when I started dating him, he said one thing that he was doing this year is being more intentional and clear on like where he, what he wants to do when he's talking to somebody. Cause he feel like in the past, he wasn't clear on his intentions. So I definitely feel like what he was saying was he's probably one of those guys that might've been leading people on, leading people on unconsciously, but probably just being himself and it wasn't ending good. So the fact that he said that maybe I'm just being nice was no surprise to me, long story short. But I will say is because we be liking people and we don't be comfortable enough to ask, what are your intentions? Like, what are you looking for? Like, are you looking to be in a relationship? Are you looking to just kick it? We don't be asking the questions that we need to be asked. We like people and we go with the flow. You going with the flow is not beneficial to you. You going with the flow is wasting your time. Because in the process of you going with the flow, you can literally, you could have literally just asked him in the beginning. Are you looking at, are you even looking to be in a relationship? Or y'all waiting until y'all already had sex to ask somebody like, what are your intentions? Where is this going? Stop. I'm not telling nobody what to do with their body at all. But the fact that we have sex with people so easily The fact that a person doesn't really have to do anything to be intimate with us, to share a sexual experience with us, is really just out of hand. That's why so many people that got kids by people that they don't know like that or don't like STDs, soul ties, trauma bonds, all these little bonds and stuff that they talking about they got is because people are literally having sex so fast. Even now when I look at like how many people will have unprotected sex with a celebrity, just to have a baby to get child support. I could never do that. I could never do no shit like that. That's one of the bravest things in the world. Those are the people. Listen. To have unprotected sex with a basketball player. Or like a rapper or something. This person I barely know. To know that I'm going to carry a baby and have morning sickness and do all of this stuff. And then be responsible for a human life. Mostly by myself, because nine times out of ten, he ain't really going to be much help. All for some money, I could never do that. As a person who was in the house with a baby that is six months old and a nine-year-old, I can never willingly just go have a baby by somebody that I know is not going to be there. But kudos to anybody else who felt like I'm about to get $30,000 in child support. I'm going to do what I want. You can't tell me what to do. Shout out to y'all. I couldn't do it. I'll be tired. The baby be waking up in the middle of the night to breastfeed and I'll be ready to go back to sleep. It's just too much work, but kudos to everybody else to do it. The fact that we can have sex with people and just not be emotionally there 
the fact that we are a lot of women are moving like men as far as being emotionally detached is really heartbreaking. So when he said the whole being nice thing, I, I, it made me think that a lot of us women aren't doing our part to understand uh, to understand what a man's real intention is with us, and we going with the flow. If you want to go with the flow, cool, but it's no benefit to you. Like you are not doing yourself a service when you are allowing a man to do what he want and you just going with the flow because you don't want to turn him off. You don't want to annoy him by certain questions. You can't annoy a man who likes you. So if you asking a man, what are you looking for? He's not bothered when the person that he like is asking him these kind of questions. You only got to walk on eggshells for a guy that really don't like you that much or he really doesn't want to be there. Or he's only talking to you for whatever perks you bring into the table. But for now on, like, start thinking, like, is, is he being nice to me because he wants to be in a relationship or is he just a nice guy? Because like I said, in the beginning of dating my partner, I was celibate. So nothing that he did was like, he did a bunch of nice things for me. But nothing was nice, whereas though it intimately, like you see what I'm saying, are super flirty because like, I'm celibate. So it might be a little flirt here and there to let, to let me know that he liked me as far as like complimenting me and like maybe holding my hand. But when, after he said that and I started thinking about how it was when I first started talking to him, like he's just, he was just nice to me. He was just a nice guy that I liked to be in around. He liked to be in around me, but it was just like super like regular. It was super like overly nice like going out his way for me to do nice things for me and like talking to me and learning about me and like doing things that he thought I would like or getting me things that he thought I would be interested in it was a lot of that a lot of being intentional and then he was just like I I want you to be my girl I want to be in a relationship with you and I'll never forget we were sitting on the couch and um I think a guy had talked text my phone or was calling me or something like that at this point, you know, I'm dating. So we're not even in a relation in a relationship. I think he said to me, like, I don't want you talking to nobody else. <laughs> Boy, what you just say? But I really think that he just, I think that he had said to me, like, I don't, I don't want you talking to nobody else. And I think I had asked him. So like me and me answering the phone for certain people or texting would be an issue. And he said, Yeah. And I think that maybe a week later, he asked me to be in a relationship. I guess he figured like, fuck all this extra stuff of not wanting her to talk to nobody else. I won't have to worry about that if I make her, if I, if I put a title on it and make her my girl. And he asked me and I love him, man. That, listen, if you want me to be in a relationship with you, I'm not assuming that I'm not assuming anything. I want somebody to ask me to be exclusive. I'm a lady. I want to be courted properly. I want to be treated as such. And even now he jokes all the time about me saying it because like me another thing is when he when we met I was I was drinking and now that I don't drink no more and not there's no shade to nobody that drinks I don't care what y'all do drink smoke nothing my standard for myself for myself is I don't want to drink no more so I always say when we going out or he was we was going to go out this weekend after the Kevin Hart concert he was like we could go to get a section at the club and I said well I'm not I don't even do hookah no more because I'm a lady he thinks this is a joke I was like, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do hookah, I don't want to do anything. I'm a lady, and I just want to, I just want to act like such, and I just want to bask in my femininity and be treated like a lady at all times, and sit in this car and wait for you to come around and open this door because I cannot open it myself because I am a damsel in distress. But I also feel like me resting in my femininity and being softer, and not to say anybody, a bunch of y'all women are 
y'all can have wine and stuff like that and do whatever y'all want to do and still be a soft feminine woman. The more I rest in my femininity and I'm soft, the more I make space for my man to show up in his masculinity and be a man. The more I allow space for him to do what he needs to do and show up for me the way he wants to as my man. But all of that, a man putting effort in and don't want no title, ask in the beginning, what are you looking for? What are your intentions? They might not know their intentions, so we don't got to ask that because they're getting to know you. Like, I don't know my intentions right now because I don't know you like that. But I do know that I want to be in a relationship. I know that I'm not trying to go with the flow. We can ask those kind of questions. And if you decide to still have sex and build with a person who has made it clear that they don't want to be in a relationship, then that is on you. If a person has made it clear that they don't want to be in a relationship and you still decide to continue to build or have sex with them, that is your business. And whatever happens after that is your problem, period. Because we can't say, oh, well, if he didn't want to be in a relationship, what, what, what was he being so nice to me for? Because he's a nice person. Because he's not a mean guy. And if, when we say stuff like that, we basically say, oh, if he don't want to be in a relationship, then he need to be mean to me. So he don't want to be in a relationship, but he's still nice. And it doesn't take away the fact that you're still a good person to talk to or hang out with. If you don't want people to have that kind of access to you, if y'all not in a relationship with, then create real boundaries. Create real boundaries. People don't, people are out here and they're not really having, a, they're not having boundaries because they're not really knowing how to date. They really not knowing how to have conversations. They're not knowing how to ask the questions that they should really should be asking. They're not knowing how to be clear on what they want to build. All they know is we have sex and I feel like I don't want him having sex with anybody else. We need to work. I need to have a class on like how do we properly build, be intentional, ask the right questions, not go with the flow and get what they get what we want out of the situation, which is monogamous relationship a monogamous relationship most of the time. But to like somebody so much that you go with the flow, no. So to answer her question, I don't feel like all men are doing all of this stuff to be in a relationship and then decide that they don't want no titles. I feel like some men are literally being nice because they're nice guys. That's for one. I feel like some men don't want to be in a relationship, but they really like you. But they know they're not ready to settle down. So they're just being nice. I like her. We have good sex. We got great conversation. I'm not ready to be faithful in an or in a monogamous relationship or have to answer to somebody. So yeah, I'm still around here. I'm being nice, but I don't want to be in a relationship. Other guys like you because you was easy to have sex with and you just somebody to have sex with and they're never going to give you a title. And that's what it is. But as long as you allow them to keep coming over your house and having sex with you, that's what it's going to be. And I feel like we could th we break it down in those three categories. Is he just a nice guy? Is he nice to me because he really likes me, but he's not ready to be in a committed relationship? Is he nice because he just want to be able to keep pulling up to my house and having sex with me? Or is he being nice because he's looking to be in a relationship? He's being intentional. And he's trying to build something. So that's four categories, not three. But looking at it that way. I'm not thinking that every nice guy that I meet wants to be with me. And I'm not thinking that every nice guy I meet, I want to be with. And I'm not even forcing myself to have chemistry or like everybody that likes me either. So I guess that's something to think about. When you think about people that you've been with and you felt like, oh, he did all of that to be in a relationship. And he talking about he don't want no titles. Did he really do all of that? And if you didn't, listen, let me, another thing is, 
If you didn't listen to my last YouTube video about bare minimum and settling, please go and listen to it. Because I hear so many people say, oh, he did all of this to be in a relationship. What is all of this? What is all the stuff that he did? Because when I start hearing the details of what all of this actually is, all of this don't be nothing but, oh, he was calling me and texting me every day. Or he took me to the movies one time. We talk about, oh, he did all of that. All of what? All of what? We don't even be realizing that our expectations and our standards for how we need to be treated be super low. He did all of this, calling me every day, texting me every day, coming over my house. That's a bunch of bare minimum. That's a bunch of bare minimum stuff. What are we really talking about right now? He ain't do all or nothing. So make sure y'all tune into that last YouTube so it could be another connection to add on to this episode. And make sure you turn in the YouTube notifications on so I can drop another episode for y'all tonight. Hopefully my baby allows me to do that. But yeah, every nice guy doesn't want to be in a relationship with me. But it's my job to ask him what, what is he looking for? What are we doing? And I'm also in control with, of what I do with my body. I don't be having to have, I don't have to have sex with people. I don't have to be prematurely building stuff. I don't have to be getting attached to people physically because I decided to have sex with them in the first week. So on that note, I hope everybody has a good day. I hope everybody, I don't let nobody mess up your day today. I hope everybody has a good self-care Sunday. They relax for the week. You be intentional this week. If we may, if we need to make a list this week of whatever, what are we looking for? What are our expectations? How clear we want somebody to be when we dating them, what we can work better on within ourselves. What kind listen, if you gotta make a list, make your list. Because some make your list in your phone. Right after this episode, make this list. So we can make sure that we are also being intentional with what we expect and what we want in other people. So that's my advice for today. I thank y'all for tuning in and I'm gonna talk to y'all guys soon.